I want to end up first. I had a, I felt like, little teaching opportunity right here. Though it's like, I believe the Lord directed me to a passage right here that I want to read this morning. And I felt like, you know, we all hear differently uh, from the Lord. Some of us are seers. Some of us are feelers. Some of us, of us hear but I get a little bit of everything. It's like if someone were to ask me, are you a feeler or are you a seer? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I just try to pay attention and pay attention to the details because he speaks so much in details to us. It's like, yes, yes, and yes. But I want to read, I really felt like a word for this house for our houses, everybody say my house, not just this house, but my house, your house, a word for our houses uh, for this year, even for this day, and I want to read from Second Chronicles 7th chapter, beginning with verse 11. Um. Uh, one thing we need to know that Solomon was someone that ended up hearing from the Lord and when he heard from the Lord was obedient through a, at least a time in his life, a significant chunk of time. And so beginning with verse 11, thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart. Hmm. Let's say what God laid on his heart, Solomon was obedient to accomplish. To make in on his heart, to make in the house of the Lord and in his own home. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. So would you think that that probably was a dream when the Lord appears to you by night? Is that typically not in a dream? The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, that's one of the things that I think, you know, was that a vision or a drision or a what? That's when in that, that in-between state when I don't know if I'm asleep or awake or I have been awake for a little bit and then end up having a vision. I just call that a drision, somewhere between a dream and a vision. The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer. It's like, once you have been obedient and do what the Lord has put on your heart, you're positioning yourself to hear from God. Everybody got that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I've heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, which is this house. Everybody say, sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we very much feel like praising Sometimes we end up sacrificing of our time, our energy, and even of our feelings to praise the Lord. Are you with me? Yeah. So we bring ourselves. Today was a sacrifice for a lot of us to actually get here, getting out of the driveway. I went and picked up four people. I was the Sunday school bus this morning. I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there's no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if, it's like, how many times do we read of the promises of God and he says, if you, then I, if you, then I. It's like there are so many if-yous in the Bible that it's pretty incredible. He's faithful when we're obedient. If you, then I. If my people, who are called by my name, 
And what people are called by his name? That's us, right? The Christians. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Man, what is it like to humble yourself? Sometimes it's through sacrifice that we humble ourselves to come and to be. Other times it is a very humbling experience for God to pull a rug out from under you when you fall out of the flow of blessing in your life because you haven't been obedient and the rug gets jerked out from under you and you find yourself humbled. How many have ever been there? It's like, ouch, ouch. God, I wish I would have done a better job of humbling myself so you didn't have to be the one to humble me. But when God chooses to use, when he's called you to be able to use you, you have got to be humbled. Everybody say humbled. <laughs> Point at your neighbor and say, you need to be humble. <laughs> okay. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Praying from a position of humility. And seek my face. Ah. Seek my face. Now something that I, I, I will be saying quite a bit more in throughout this message. I believe the title of my message this morning is FaceTime with God. Isn't it amazing what, this, what technology has done over the last few years where actually on our cell phones we can end up seeing who we're talking to? I was like, wow, that's added a whole new dimension. A minute before I continue reading, I remember watching the Jetsons in the 60s when I was a kid. Back in the 1900s, you know? Yeah. Amy, you're with me. I, I could see that. Where she would be talking, uh, Mrs. Jetson, I can't remember what her name was, would be talking like to the TV, like a, t a telephone, kind of like an iPad now or your computer. And because she didn't want, she wasn't quite ready, sometimes she would just put a mask up in front of her face so she could look good in front of the camera. It's pretty interesting that in the 60s, we were seeing a prophetic vision of what was coming for the 90s and the, 2000, or the 2000s anyway. How long has that face thing been available? It's been somewhere in the 2000s, 15, 20, somewhere in there. It's like, but we'll seek my face uh, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. It's one thing just to seek and to see the face, but it's a whole other thing to experience the presence. When you're in somebody's presence, it's a lot different than just seeing their face, hearing their voice. That's, that's an amazing thing. But presence is so much greater, so much better, and adds a whole other dimension Presence, presence will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. So he is basically sending out a call for repentance, where we turn, where we change, where we redirect. Then I, so, so if you, then I, will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, my eyes, capital M, my eyes, the eyes of God, will be open and my ears, the ears of God, attentive to prayer made in this place. Ooh. It's like, yes. This was just, just highlighted to me just early this morning. It's like... Turn to, okay, Second Chronicles, like, like, wow. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Everybody say, made in this place. 
And I just say, anybody watching online and anybody hearing, we can all grab onto this word this morning and to this promise that God is making. Verse 16, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house. Oh, man. Let's say it together. Sanctified this house. Let's say that again. Sanctified this house. And my name may be there that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Oh, man. It's like, thank you for directing me here this morning. I believe this is something that we claim at Valley Church. We claim for 2024. 23 was amazing. It was a great year, but 23 is now in the past. We shake free of 23. Expect more for 24. Is that a good word? sanctified this house, sanctify each and every one of our houses as we continue, as we humbly seek his face, turn from our wicked way, turn from our wicked ways and see our homes sanctified. This morning we definitely are God's been doing a crazy kickoff. It's been so amazing what's happened as we've moved into 2024. Already experiencing amazing healings right out the gate. And that's not all. We're gonna, but so the first thing I would like to do, Monday night, Monday night healing rooms. How many have been a part, have shown up to participate in healing rooms? Oh, there's a bunch of people here. You know, a lot of people don't even realize that we have healing rooms on Monday night. Uh, I think the doors open at sometimes between 6, 6.30. You need to show up. I've been in the waiting room back there in, in, heal, in healing rooms. I, w- I want to share that story a little bit later, uh, bringing my mother to healing rooms and realizing, oh my goodness, this is right now like a doctor's office. You end up in the waiting room for a while before you get to go to the room. It's like... Uh, so it's amazing, and what's happening there has just been absolutely incredible. And um, I have brought my mother, my Aunt Betty's been here a number of times, and she will grab people by the hand and drag them to healing rooms if they didn't know about it. So Aunt Betty, if I could get you to come up here, let's give a big welcome to Aunt Betty. This. Oh, I could have helped you if I was just a little bit faster, but, well, yeah, I do, absolutely, and let's see, James and and a wrist was healed too, which, I'd give both of these young, or this young man, you guys, if if you want to run on up here real quick, like, James and, amen, yes, great. Craig's A-team. Well, these guys, Aunt Betty, was telling that I know that James was not able to be here last Sunday because he had, was having so much back pain. His wife said, James not going to be able to be here today. He's in so much pain. He just he can't make it. No way he can make it. And I believe that's the first time he'd missed in, I don't know, I've seen you guys in that back row for months They've only missed uh, two services. That was when their car was wrecked and they had no way to get here. So, So, yeah. Go ahead. You're doing good. You're up. (laughs) Thank you. You're up. (laughs) Okay. Well, I would just like to share a a little bit before we have James give his testimony. Um, How many of you know Fern? She isn't here today, but our little Fernfoot. Yes. She's a little evangelist. She brought her sister here, which was James' mother and Anthony's grandma. And Marilyn found the Lord, and she asked Pastor Lynn to baptize her, and and he did, and she wasn't too long until the Lord took her to heaven. When she was passing away, Fern asked me if I would go to the hospital and pray with her. Can I just tell this story really quick? Yeah, but let me just interject here just for a second. Fern did 
called me this morning and, and said, I cannot get my car out of the driveway. Can you pick me up too? It's like, <laughs> I can run the school bus, but I don't have time to get everybody this morning. So, <laughs> Well, she, her heart was is yes, here right she now. she would have been here. So anyway, the first time I met these precious people was when I went to the hospital to pray with James' mother. And she was extremely ill. She uh, was intubated. She couldn't speak. But I went in to... First, we prayed with the family, and then I went in to pray with her, and I said, Marilyn, honey, I know you love the Lord, but I said, you're going to be entering his presence real soon. And if, if everything is clear and you have nothing between you and the Lord Jesus, would you just wiggle your big toe? And I watched her toe, and the covers moved. Mm -hmm. And I said, thank you, Lord. So we knew. And shortly after that, the Lord took her to heaven. And at her funeral here in the church, the family was so open. And James and his family made a full commitment of their lives to the Lord Jesus. And they have been so faithful serving him and such a blessing to us. And then Lynn mentioned about James's back problem. You want to turn around, sweetie, so they can see your face? Um, and so when he was so sick Sunday, I, I said, James, honey, we have the healing rooms on Monday night. He says, you do? I said, yeah. He says, does God heal people? I said, yeah. He says, you mean he'd do that for me? I said, yeah, yeah. So we went, and James, you want to say what your pain level was when you went into the healing? Is between a seven and an eight, and had been the, he he couldn't sit down, and so it was the pain was extreme. So he went into the healing room, and what happened? Well, first I sit down, and I bit my tongue trying to sit down because it hurt so bad, and then the lady started praying with me and stuff, and I felt this tingling all through my body, <laughs> and all of a sudden the pain just went away. <laughs> and I could do things that I could never do. And I'm really enjoying it. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we, we couldn't hear that. Could you say that again? Oh, yeah. I could throw snowballs now, and I could, I could run a little faster. <laughs> and what about the snow on your sidewalk this morning? Yeah, I actually get out there and doing it without hurting real bad. Yeah. I say 100,000% because I could do things that I've never done before. <laughs> Isn't that just like the Lord? Yes. And, and Anthony was prayed for as well. So did the Lord heal you, Anthony? My thought to 10. Yes. Praise the Lord. All right. So I reckon that's it. Can we give the Lord a hand and these, this family a hand? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, yeah, oh. you don't need to help her down yet. I'll push her down in a minute. <laughs> you or help her down in a minute. But, well. Could you, I'll start the timer here just in a couple of seconds. Could you share a little bit about what's happening in the prisons, the women's prisons that you've been, I know that that's going to be difficult to hold down to just a few minutes, but if you could do that, I think it would be incredible for everybody to hear what's been taking place through your ministry in the women's prison. Oh. Thank you. Yes. I'll tell you, God is showing himself for who he really is in the prison ministry, I tell you. Um, I've been doing it since 1980, and the, since I've been going to the prayer meetings, the intercessory prayer. How many of you know that on Wednesday mornings we have intercessory prayer groups, a group that prays, okay? And, how many, have, and how many have experienced yeah. the Wednesday morning experience to be yes, back there good. and have people, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Amen. <laughs> if you go back there and you sit in that chair in the middle and they surround you, and many of them will begin speaking in the heavenly language, in other words, praying in tongues, and it feels like you have just been supported on a heavenly cloud. 
How many would agree with that that have been back there and been a part? Yeah, that's an amazing, a wonderful experience. And I would just encourage anybody that can get here on a Wednesday morning to go and be a, be a part of. Amen. And healing takes place in there as well. Absolutely. Well, the Lord, since 1980, the Lord has honored he, he honors a humble heart and a praying heart, and he's honored my prison ministry, and marvelous things have happened. But never have I had the Holy Spirit anoint me like he has in the past months that I've been going to the prayer meeting. They anoint my hands with oil. They put the sign of the cross in, the hand, in my hands, on my forehead, and on my feet and ask the Holy Spirit to be moving on those girls. And I tell you, when I walk in to that prison, there is a, an anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the girls, their response is just unbelievable. People that have never, ever come into the services, they wave and say, Hello, Betty, hello. And because there's just a, an anointing that only the Lord can give. And when um, it's been about three weeks ago now, we had a special services. Can I just tell real quick about the Christmas cards or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, right before Christmas, all of the girls were given, our coordinator brought uh, card, card, just stock cards, and, and then they designed their own. They put sequins on them, stars. And for everyone got one card to give to someone they loved for Christmas. There were 50 women in the first group. And eight of those girls didn't have anybody that loved them enough to give a Christmas card to. So I said, just give them to me and make them for a homeless veteran, and I will give them to the veterans. So eight of those girls out of 50 had no one to love them, even to give a card to. But on their card to the veteran, they wrote, thank you for your service, God bless you, and, and those kind of me messages. On the second group, there were 58 girls, and again, there were eight of those girls that had no one to give their cards to, so they made them to a homeless veteran. I took the cards home, and, and one of our supporters in the church gave me $5 each to put in each card, so there were 16 cards. And on the envelope, I wrote, to our beloved veteran, this card was made especially for you by a lady inmate in a correctional institution in Idaho. We ask the blessing of Jesus to everyone who will receive him. And the coordinator at Veteran Gardens hand-passed out each one of those cards to a homeless veteran. And those veterans wrote their response, some of them living under the bridge on Centennial Way, uh, there are 12 men that live under the bridge there, homeless veterans, and they said, thank you for remembering me. It let me know that I mattered, was what one, one uh, veteran wrote. Another one said, thank you for the Christmas card. It gave me hope. I didn't have any when I woke up this morning, but the card gave me hope. And so the Holy Spirit anointed just that one little card the girls made, made such an impact on those veterans, and lives have been changed. And I shared the response with the girls when I went last week, and they could not believe. They just wept openly. The Holy Spirit just anointed that place, and they wept because of the blessing of the Lord on that one little card that they had made, and, and it made such an impact on the lives. Is that okay? Okay, that's fabulous. Um, but how right. many, how many? Oh, to, oh, 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 oh I wasn't finished. All right. How many women have you baptized in 2023? With powerful testimonies to the Lord Jesus Christ. The personal <laughs> walk with God. It's awesome. real. It's awesome. not. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. One more thing. It's like, what else was new besides you coming to Wednesday morning prayer meeting and being anointed and, and oiled and, and all of that to go 
this, what, what else is new for you this year that, that brought things to the H&L? Whole nother level. <laughs> VSSM. I was telling Ryan this morning when I started my very first class at VSSM, Pastor Rich said, these people will become your family. And I thought, um, <laughs> I thought, my family, they're pretty close to me, you know. And so, uh, you know, he's my nephew. <laughs> anyway, I thought that could never be. But I am telling you every class, I think, man, that's so good. It couldn't be better. The next class is better and deeper. And I, it's so good, I can't even describe it. And, and the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit is so much stronger in my life as well. I mean, I'm learning truths that I never, ever even knew existed. So anybody that hasn't, I don't care if you're 84 or what, you can still learn. <laughs> and, and there are people there that help you <laughs> for what you can't do. All right. But it is absolutely marvelous, and, and I think I babbled enough. Oh, you did so good. I'm going to help you down. Oh, thank you. <laughs> A big round of applause for Aunt Betty. Thank you so much. I love you. Everyone, you all are my <clears throat> Pastor Dina. I was kind of thinking that your husband probably would have come right along to help you up, but he did so much work out there in the parking lot that it's like, it's like yeah, we had. So that was Monday night's healing that we just had up here. Then Wednesday nights, there's always Wednesday morning and Wednesday night. God doesn't really care what day it is. He's faithful all the time. So I'd like you to share and call somebody up yes yes um i've just been amazed at what you god know what, has that would, been doing that would, i'm sorry that would be absolutely cool to have the little one up here too okay okay he might have something to say so this is <laughs> heather she's gonna bring her little one up so god has just been doing amazing things wednesday night i will help you up you have a little one so good. Oh, hi. So uh, Heather's mom has been attending um, the Wednesday night classes ever since we started teaching on authority to heal, which has kind of morphed more into healing services throughout the, <laughs> the, the time period. And that was a surprise because God just started healing people and he was in it. So we've extended it to the end of this month. So Heather's mom had been coming, and she invited Heather to come because she was um, dealing with a lot of pain. And so can you tell us what, um, well, can you tell us what your pain level was when you would pick up your son on a normal basis? Um, I'd say it'd range anywhere from like a six to an eight, depending on the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's because you have a, a condition that causes it? Yeah, I have scoliosis. And you were diagnosed with that when you were younger, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 16 is when they found it. Okay. So when Heather came for prayer for healing, and she described what it was like to pick up her baby, and every time she picked up her baby, it hurt. And so... Which is why I thought it's so cool for her to end up bringing up her yes. baby, because she's not struggling yes, with that at all at right now. <laughs> Yes. So, um, so as I began to um, pray for Heather, um, just placed one hand on the top of her spine and one on the bottom, and I began to pray, and, the, and immediately as I started to pray, the Holy Spirit said, ask her if she's a Christian. And you said? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was realizing I was about to be at pray a prayer that involved deliverance, and when you pray that kind of prayer... You are open to having the enemy bring the, the, the situation, the condition, and the pain back. 
So I told her about Jesus, and she had been listening in the, the message, um, and she said, after listening to the message, she was ready. <laughs> Could go with dad. <laughs> so good. So um, she said she was ready, so she prayed through a prayer, and she accepted Jesus. And we're so happy to invite you into the family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so wonderful. And um, I just said, you know, it'd be a really great idea to go home and read the book of John. And how's that been going? Oh, amazing. So good. <laughs> yeah, That's wonderful. All right. And so um, after accepting the Lord, then we prayed for the healing. And um, as, as the prayer began... Um, I, I recall uh, knowing that there was generational curses that came as a result of Freemasonry, so I prayed to break that off of her family line first, and then I uh, heard, I, I, it was really interesting, because <laughs> it was just pouring out of, pouring out of me, and, and the next thing it was, and in the name of Jesus Christ, that twisting spirit, get off your body right now. And what happened then? Um, my body literally twisted. Um, it was very intense, I would say. My body just started going like this, and I had no control of it, and it felt like something was being pulled out of me from something bigger than myself. <laughs> and it came from so deep within, and it was just so beautiful. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so she experienced deliverance of that, and... Um, <laughs> The next day, she went, she went home, and tell us what your condition was then. I felt the best I have felt since I was 16 years old, and I am standing straighter, and I used to be like all hunched, and my shoulders would be in, and I'd be leaning into my curve, and I'm just like a whole new person. I feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, and we thank you, Lord, for... For saving her and delivering her <laughs> and making her a whole new creation. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes. It would be awesome right now for... Every... Hold on just a second. I'm going to get you Kleenex. <laughs> but I think it would be awesome for all of us to stand right now and extend our hands towards Heather yeah. and just... You... Here you go. And Dina, you can lead in this prayer, but let's just all extend hands towards Heather right now. For we just go ahead, Dina, Pastor Dina. Oh Lord, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, for being the Lord of our lives and being the Lord of Heather's life. And we thank you, Lord, for making her a new creation. And Lord, we thank you that you will never, ever leave her. Mm. You will never, ever, ever forsake her. And we just pray right now over her, and we just ask, Lord, that you would bless her. Bless her, Lord, and bless her family. And, Lord, we just pray uh, that you will pour over her everything that she needs. <laughs> and we just thank you for total and complete restoration in every way. Yeah. We thank you for making her clean and fresh and new and pure. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness over her. And we, Lord, we just, we just say in the name of Jesus Christ that going forward that this is going to be, from now on, the best part of her life. Yeah. <laughs> we declare that yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah. And we just, we just thank you, Lord, for peace that yeah. she has gotten to experience this incredible peace that comes with your presence and we just thank you for divine guidance and protection we yes. just speak protection over her over her family in jesus mighty name and together everybody said amen, amen. bless you
And a big round of applause for Craig Shoemaker. <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome? God is so good. Monday, or Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, so, so good. His blessings come in many ways, many forms, and sometimes just waves. On that note, Miss Fallon Hildebrandt, she's got some amazing things to end up sharing with us this morning. Let's welcome Fallon. That's good. Good morning, everyone. What an incredible day to be in the house of the Lord. My goodness. Aunt Betty, your life, it challenges me every single day. <laughs> and Heather, how fun to have you here. I remember you from a long time ago. It's been a while. That was the best. So I would just love to share a little bit about what the Lord's been doing in my life in the last week, two weeks, last month. <laughs> um, it's been just a really fun season with the Lord. How many people had a great time with Steve and Wendy Backland? Oh, man. Ooh. It was so beautiful having them here. It's honestly such a privilege when they come, their message of hope. It just challenges me so much. Um, and one of my favorite things about when Steve shares is I feel like he helps us identify lies that we might be believing, mm. even if we don't even realize we have been believing it. And so a lie that I had been believing that the Lord kind of revealed to me over the weekend through Steve's messages was, there are parts of your past that you will never fully overcome. Therefore, you will never fully walk in what God has for you. Ooh. And let's just laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was kind of a lie that, that got brought up in my heart. And I had to really face it and be like, okay, why am I believing this lie how did I begin to partner with this? And so over the course of the weekend through Steve's messages, he just kind of started to, the Lord started to speak to me through different prophetic words that I got and just started reminding me like the call that actually is on my life and ways that I could stop partnering with that lie. And honestly, without even realizing it, when I began to take that lie on in my mind and my heart, I began to become complacent in my walk with the Lord. And so fast forward a little bit to Sunday night, we had a leadership dinner with Steve and his team. And I remember just being so like hungry for God again. Like I felt like I missed that first love feeling with him. So I remember I got in my car and I just turned on a playlist that, you gonna start playing us a song? Do you need some background? <laughs> no, uh, that would be, you know, great. Uh, I turned on a playlist that I had made when I very first fell in love with Jesus called First Love. And it's all these songs that just marked me when I first started falling in love with Jesus. So I turned on that playlist and just started pressing in and worshiping the Lord. And instantly I was just met with his presence in my car like I haven't felt in a really, really long time. When I got home, I ended up sitting in my driveway for probably like 45 minutes to an hour. My parents can probably attest. They're like, why is she just out there? But I literally was just undone by the presence of God like I have never been before like it's really hard to put words to I honestly don't even know that I adequately will ever be able to explain what the Lord was doing in my spirit that night but I know he was delivering me from those lies that I was believing he was setting me free from things that I didn't even really know I needed set free from he was healing like parts of me deep, deep inside, like without me even having to ask for it, which was the most beautiful thing, like the kindness of God. He just met me in my car and just knew what I needed without me even having to say anything or ask for it. He just refined me and it was just the most beautiful encounter. I'd like could not leave my car. I was just like, I could be here with you forever, Jesus. <laughs> um, but fast forwarding a little bit, I just want to kind of share what the Lord's been doing since that moment. Um, I've never been somebody who's actually ever read through the Bible in its entirety before. And this year it's my goal to do that. So I've been reading through the Old Testament for the first time. And the Lord's been highlighting a lot of things to me, but specifically the importance of holiness. And so I want to just kind of rapid fire through a couple of these verses that he highlighted to me this week. Uh, we'll go to Leviticus 11, 
verse 44 and 45. It says, For I am the Lord your God. You must consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. Therefore, you must be holy, because I am holy. Next, we'll jump to Leviticus 19, verse 2. Give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy, because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Again, we see it in Leviticus 20, verse 7 and 8. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord your God who makes you holy. And one last one that really stood out to me was in Leviticus 20, verse 26. You must be holy because I am the Lord who is holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. So that was just in Leviticus alone that those verses stood out to me. So I feel like it's so important. Obviously, the Lord's talking to people in the Old Testament, but how much important it is for us today to still be holy because he's, he's holy. And he would never call us to be something that we couldn't be. Like, he's not going to set us up to fail. We're made in his image. And so when he calls us to be holy, we can because of his power living in us. So I want to pause really quick and tell you guys a quick story. Um, if you know anything about me, you know I love hanging out with my dad. He's my best friend. And we love to go on adventures together. So this one particular day, we were out dirt biking in the Owyhee Mountains. And my dad always tells me, when he was teaching me how to ride, he would always say, look a little bit ahead of you and pick a path. Like, where are you, like, where are you looking? Make sure you know so that you don't wreck. And this day, specifically, we, we went out to the Owyhees, like I said, and there was a part of the trail where we had to cross the creek, <laughs> which I wasn't really too keen on this trail, but my dad was like, it's okay, we're going to do it. Just So we're sitting there. I'm like, all right, Dad, coach me through this one. I need your help. So I'm sitting there on my dirt bike, and he's like, okay, there's a big rock right in the middle of the creek. As long as you don't hit the big rock, you're going to be fine. I was like, Uh-oh. okay, don't hit the big rock. Don't hit the big rock. Don't hit the big rock. So I'm about ready to go. I'm getting ready. And uh, I start going through the creek. And what do I do? I hit the big rock. And I lay my bike down in the creek. <laughs> Kill it. I'm like soaking wet. My dad's laughing at me. He's like, are you okay? And then he starts laughing at me. Rightfully so. But something that's really fun for me is, like, the Lord really oftentimes will speak to me in the mountains like that, like if I'm riding dirt bikes or hunting. And I felt like later the Lord, he said to me, what you focus on is where you'll go. And I was so focused on not hitting the big rock and, oh, there's a big rock right there. I shouldn't hit the big rock. I ran right into it. And so I just think that's, like, really important for not only... um, dirt biking, but uh, our lives with the Lord, like when we're focusing on the one thing that we don't want to do, the enemy is going to continue to speak to us and tempt us and try to get us to focus on that one thing. And if I'm focusing on the one thing that the one sin I don't want to commit, like chances are I'm more likely to end up committing it because that's all I'm thinking of. But if I focus on holiness if I focus on being a daughter of God, if I focus on, you know, making good choices and making choices that are going to honor the Lord, then that's what I'll do because that's what I'm focusing on. The times that I felt myself feeling far from God, it's important for me to then take inventory of my actions. Have I been pressing in? Have I been worshiping? Have I been listening to the voice of God or listening to the voice of the accuser? And something the Lord's been really speaking to me about this year specifically so far is, it's my responsibility to steward my freedom. The Lord sets us free, but then it's, what do we do with that freedom? How do we make sure that we stay free once we get free? That is our responsibility. Uh, Something Steve always says that just, it plays in my mind all the time, is he says, we cannot consistently do what we don't believe that we are. We cannot consistently do what we don't believe that we are. So if we don't truly believe that we can be holy, we're never going to get there. 
If we don't truly believe that God can empower us to become holy and be like him, that we're, then we're never going to be able to do it. So the most important thing that we can do in order to start partnering with the truth is to win the war within our own minds that we are capable. And so how do we do that? How do we win the war in our minds? This is a verse that Pastor brings up a lot and kind of goes along with the theme of what he was talking about earlier about humbling ourselves. So let's go to James 4, verse 7 says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So when temptation comes, what we can do to stay in his holiness, to stay in right standing with, the, with God, is to humble ourselves, resist the devil, and he will flee from us. So good. I also want to share another verse with you guys out of 1 Peter. Verse, oh, sorry, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 14 through 16. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. I love that the Lord says that in the Old Testament and he says it in the New Testament, how important it is to continually live in that truth. So I believe that we steward our freedom by the choices that we make, by obeying God's commands, and staying true to the call that he's placed on our lives. And one other verse I want to share with you is out of John 14, verse 30. This is in the Passion Translation. I just really like the verbiage of this specifically. God is speaking to his disciples before he leaves to go to be with the Father. He says, I won't speak with you much longer, for the ruler of this dark world is coming, speaking of the enemy, but he has no power over me, for he has nothing to use against me. And I feel like that, I just want that to be my heart's prayer this year and for the rest of my life, that the enemy has absolutely nothing to use against me. I don't want him to have any power that he can hold over my head. What about this thing you did, or what about this? And believing that lie that I had been been believing for so long about never being able to overcome my past, like, I just want to be like, no, devil, shut up. I am called and chosen, and he has nothing to hold over my head. And so, like Pastor Lynn was saying, I believe that he wants, the Lord wants to give us the more in 2024. And a couple weeks back, we were in worship on a Sunday morning, and I got this picture in my mind of the Lord going around to the congregation and hand-delivering invitations to us with our names on them. And inside, when we opened up the invitation, it was just like this eternal list of what is available to, the, to us in the Father. And I just really feel like it's up to us, like he's willing to give that to us, but it's up to us to accept that invitation. <laughs> And so this year, I just want to challenge all of us, myself included, like I am preaching to myself this morning, that we should be ones who choose holiness, who steward our freedom well, and do not settle for anything less than what the Lord has for us, because he has so much good ahead. So I'm excited to get to be a part of it with all of you. Um, but yeah, that's what the Lord's been doing in me. So if you ever want to talk about what the Lord's doing in your life, I would love to chat about it because he's so good. Amen. You're so comfortable. Sorry I had to make you get up. Oh, amazing. Wow. So, Fallon, anything to release over the congregation? Oh, obviously, yes. Hello? Okay, good. Hi. These are new microphones. They're nice. Um, like I was saying, like I've, I feel like it's our year to step into the more. And myself, since I started coming to this church, I feel like my life has just absolutely gone on this fast track with God. And I just want to release that over the, the congregation today, that that we would be 
walking in so many encounters and and just the more of what you have for us this year. And Lord, I just thank you for every heart to be open to receive that this morning. I thank you, God, that there is nothing that you can't do. There's nothing you can't set us free from. And sometimes we don't even have to ask, God. You just know what we need and you meet us. And so I just thank you, God, that this is a year where we're going to actually see freedom in areas that we maybe never thought we would. Just like I was experiencing, Lord, the the lie that the enemy was speaking over me that I was never going to overcome my past. I just speak that over every person in this room, whatever you feel like has been holding you back, that's going to go in Jesus' name. Whatever you feel like you maybe have done in your past, God is just going to remind you that your future is so much better than your past. And I just thank you, God, for releasing over everybody right now just a fresh touch from you, a fresh word from you of what you have for them, Lord, that they would just know that they are called and chosen for such a time as this. And I thank you, Lord, for what we're going to see this year, what you're already doing in our communities, in our family, in our homes. And I just thank you, God, for what you've been doing even this morning, Lord, for the healings that have taken place. And I just pray, Lord, that this word this morning would fall on good soil and that we would never be the same after walking out today. We love you, Jesus. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Wow. Fallon's dad. Amazing job. You guys have raised one amazing daughter, I must say. Yeah. And I would have to say that I took Fallon and Christy, I took them to the mountains dirt biking, and I was a little more frustrated than you, I think. Instead of just laughing, I started hollering, started shouting at them, if you don't keep your feet on the peg so you can keep your balance, I'm going to start throwing rocks at you guys. <laughs> and they didn't listen. I could... <laughs> I just want to tell a little story. Uh, my mother is another redhead. My aunt is my mom's baby sister. And so my mother um, spent at least two years, somewhere between two and three years ago, well, two stories of my mother. First of all, she was struggling with her back. It's like trouble with her back, and she called and, and said, oh, my back is killing me, like wrong thing to say, but my back, I'm struggling with my back. Renee got on the phone with her, my wife Renee got on the phone with my mom and prayed over her and she was healed through a phone call. Her back pain was gone, she was healed and yeah, that's amazing. But the really funny part is my mom then called me and said, Lynn, 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 I can't believe what happened. I was like, what do you mean? What? Tell me, Mom. What, you, what can't you believe? My back was healed. Renee prayed for me over the phone, and my back is healed. No more pain. No more. Mom, why can't you believe that? It's like, we see all kinds of healing miracles. Why? She said, yes, Lynn, but. It's like, you know, there is nobody like your mother to end up humbling you and putting you in your place, right? You know, it's like, yes, Lynn, but what you don't realize, I know that, I understand that, I've seen plenty of healings, and I've heard the testimonies of the healings, but this happened to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like when we personally get that touch, when we have that touch in, in our lives, when God's presence becomes absolutely real to us, that's altogether different, but it was me, Lynn, it's like, oh, okay. So about a couple of years, two, two and a half years ago, something like that, my mom started, was having some problems with her back and her neck and uh, really struggling with pain. So she finally, through my Aunt Betty's encouragement, got ready to come to healing rooms. Now my mom is the exact opposite of my Aunt Betty. My mom is shy, shy, shy. She's the one that, unless you come up to her and speak to her first, she will never even say hi to you because she's just that kind of shy. It's like, just like my baby girl, Christy. 
It's like, yeah. No, exact opposite as, as well. It's like, but my mom finally said, yes, I, I want to go. I need to go. And so I picked her up and I brought her to healing rooms. And, and, and we go into healing rooms Monday night. And that's when I realized, holy smoke, I should have been here earlier. Um, we sign up to, to, to go through. And, and we go and sit. And, we, and when you sit in, like, then you're sitting in the chairs and just like soaking. And I think it was a circle. I don't remember for sure. The only thing I remember for sure is my mom was really frazzled and nervous about this whole, this whole thing, and so she only put one of her hearing aids in, and she forgot the other one. And the side that she has turned to me is the side without the hearing aid. So this is turning out to be a really fun experience where she gets there, and her being nervous, she's like fumbling in her purse when everyone else is soaking and preparing. My mom's fiddling around in her purse. I try to whisper in her ear. She can't hear me in that ear. So I have to turn around and reach around to talk in the other ear. And it's just like, and then it's like, she just cannot sit still because she's become so nervous in this, in this situation because there are several other people there. So I finally decide, okay, mother, like... I can't say in her, speak much in her ear, so I was like, okay, all right, Holy Spirit, you need to come. I put my hand on the, on the top of her shoulders, up <clears throat> by her neck, and I begin to just release the peace of God over her so she can settle down and quit making noise and fiddling in her purse and trying to, trying to say things to me when it's like, when it's a quiet in, environment that the Holy Spirit is evidently there, obviously there, and, 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 and things are happening in the Spirit. So I, I'm, I, I put my hands in, and she's like, she got quiet for a second, and then she began to weep, and then laugh, and then cry, and then laugh, and then just completely just... So I just kept my hand there. It's like, this is working. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for settling on my mother right now. It's like, by now we've been there for like half an hour, and, and finally the, the, the young woman comes back and says, you know, Benny, my mom's name is Benny. Benny, it's your turn. And it's like, she's still out. Just, it's like, oh, no, come, come on. It's our turn. So we had to pass a turn and wait for the, wait for the next turn. And we, we go in there, I, I take her in, and she goes through the, the process, and she gets prayed over, and I, she wanted me to stay there with her for the whole time. So I sat there with her, and we went out to the, to the car, and I, I drove her home. And on the way home, she goes, wow, that was really amazing. And I said, oh, you know, the prayer. It's like, no. Like, no. She said, I, I, yeah, don't you feel better? Oh, I feel great. I said, so when they were praying over you, because I sat and watched, and, and uh, you got a healing or something. She goes, no, no. I said, well, Mom, you said you're, I do feel better. I'm, I'm all better. She's like turning her head, and she says, uh, but it happened when, <clears throat> it happened when that, when that lady laid her hands on me and started to massage the, the places you know that I had pain and I said mom there was no lady that laid hands on you she said Lynn I know where you had your hands it was not your hands there was a lady I know it was a woman's hands that came and she massaged just the right spots so the pain all went away it's like mom there was no lady. She said, oh, rolls her eyes at me. She said, there was two. It was not you. There was a lady that came in, massaged my back at the top, down by the bottom. The pain's all gone, and it wasn't you. It's like, yeah, wow, Mom. I know it wasn't me, but it was no lady either. There was nobody, <laughs> nobody else in there. It's like the presence of God, when the presence of God settles and, and when we can be even, you know, checked out, first laughing and then crying and then just, 
That's when God has an opportunity to really do something in our lives. Like Holy Spirit can do something in a matter of seconds that we can pray and pray and pray and pray and, and drag it in and do all kinds of things. But when the presence of God comes and his will is accomplished, there is nothing that is more impactful, nothing more powerful than his presence and his peace when it just settles and then we get to in his presence his fullness of joy in his presence is incredible peace and in his presence is healing healing 